Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to this Essex Alliance League roundup for December 2021 as we round off the action from the first half of the season. In the senior division, and it has a new leader at the top, having made up some of their games in hand, DTFC are the new leaders at the top there with nine wins and two draws, seeing them remain unbeaten going into the Christmas break. Dropping into second are Chadwell Heath Spartans, who are just a point behind, and of course when they play each other in the second half of the year, might still have a say in where this title goes. And down in third, just a point further back in what is a tightly contested top half of the table, Lymore Gardens sit third, although they have played 15 games, which is a few more than their rivals. Woodford East have dropped off the pace a little in recent weeks, and they're now sitting fourth, while well, they do have games in hand on the sides above. They are a couple points back on 25. Then there's a little gap through to the middle mid-table sides, and there's a cluster of those, which is headed at the moment by Leighton Royal, who sit fifth with 19 points from 11 games, and also with games in hand to make up on the sides above. FC Petro Cub have had a good week. They moved up into the top half of the table for probably the first time this season, and they now sit on 19 points with five wins and four draws from their first 14 fixtures. Down in seventh place, Joloff Sports. Uh, They're on 18 points, but they'd have a huge number of games in hand on the sides above, which could see them go as high as the top three. So their run in the second half of the season is going to be pivotal in this title race. Down in eighth place, a point further back from Joloff, is FC Barese. They have 17 points in the bank with five wins and two draws. Just behind them are Kit Out London, who have dropped the pace in recent weeks, and they now sit in ninth in the table with 15 points, three wins, and six draws in 13 games, which is quite a, quite a high number of those. Uh, Rapid Chingford are sitting tenth with 14 points from 14 games. Uh, they also have played a few more games than some of the other sides around them. As have CSM London, who sit 11th, also with 14 points from 14 games. Down into the bottom three now, where the relegation threatened sides begin with Blue Marlin, with 11 points from 14 games. Despite a recent surge of form in, in, in some respects, the points are still not coming quickly enough for the Haynot based side, and they'll hope to do better in the second half of the season. And then there's a five-point gap down to Tower United, who sit in 13th, with just two wins from 12 games this season, but they do have a couple of games in hand to make up on the sides above. As do... 14th place, bottom of the table, Chigwell Town, who have just the one win, or that did come fairly recently to their, to their, um, much to their liking. They sit on four points only as they head into the second half of the season. Into the Premier Division, and Frenford A do do stay top of the table, but it has got very close at the top. They have now got 25 points from their opening 10 games, a month that did see their first league defeat, which has closed the gap a little. Uh, to second place Dagenham United who also sit on 25 points albeit from one game more um, so those two are going to go hammer and tong you at a fault in the second half of the season but below them there's plenty of action too where Wapping uh, in third place have 18 points seven points off the lead but ha- have had a pretty solid start to the season albeit they have had one one or two too many draws which has cost them 
In fourth place are Crooks United, and they have two games in hand, so they really could put some pressure on those top sides with 17 points from eight games, just one defeat so far. And in fifth place, Oakside, top half of the table, five wins from five. So who knows where they might end up at the, at the back end of this season. They have 15 points, sitting 10 points behind the leaders with five games in hand. Now into the bottom half of the table, we start, we start with sixth place, Eastside, who have 14 points from 11 games played so far this year. And also with 14 points are seventh placed Athletic Newham, who have four wins and two draws from nine this season, which gives them some games in hand to make up grounds on the sides above. In eighth place is North East Lions, who have 13 points from their first 12 games of the campaign, four wins and a draw there. In ninth place are London Cranes, who, albeit have just the six points, they do have three and four games respectively to make up on the sides above. So if they can convert some of those games into points, then they may finish higher than their present ninth place position. Down into 10th, and we begin the two relegation places with all prospects, who have just three points this season. One victory coming a couple of months back now from their 12 games played. And bottom of the table are London Park City, who have no points so far from their opening nine. We now turn our attention on to Division 1, where RCXI presently lead the way at the top of the table with 23 points from their 11 games played, their first half of the season. Seven wins and two draws, seeing them top of the table by a couple of points. But the two chasing sides have games in hand on the leaders, and the first of those is second place Belfry, who have seven wins from seven games, and just three goals conceded in the league this year. A very solid first half of the season. They sit just those two points behind on 21. And also on 21 points, our third place Cowley Community, also with seven wins, but they have had a couple of defeats, one of those being in the last couple of weeks. And although they sit on 21 points, they have played a couple of games more than their rivals. Now down in fourth place are Wanstead, who have six wins from their first eight games of the season, seeing them onto an 18-point tally and a very healthy goal difference too as a result of some high-scoring games. They could still put some pressure on those teams above them in the title race. In fifth place are Newham Wanderers, with four wins and a draw from their opening 10 fixtures, seeing them accrue 13 points, five points off the sides above. In sixth place are Ilford Reserves, also with four wins. That gives them a tally of 12 points, and with a game in hand on the side above, which could see them move into the top five. Something from nothing, also on 12 points, with a, a quite symmetrical record of three wins, three draws and three defeats from their first nine uh, as they sit on the cusp of the top half of the table. Down in eighth place, Barkingside A are sitting there on nine points with three wins from their first seven fixtures of the season and having inflicted a real cup shock, having knocked out senior division side Chadwell Heath Spartans in the last couple of weeks. Down in ninth place, we see Kwanzaa's London Sport, who have accrued some wins in recent weeks, and they're up to nine points with three wins from eight games. And just a point behind those are tenth place Renegade, who have played the most games in the division, two wins and two draws from 11, seeing them up to eight points in total. Two sides presently sitting in the relegation zone. So it begins with Forest Green, with two wins from their ten, although they have picked up some of those points in recent weeks to see their momentum change. As I say, they sit on six points, as do the side bottom of the table, Francis Luke, also with two wins and six points, but with a game in hand on the sides above, which could see them move out of the relegation zone. 
into Division 2. And what a, what a race this is for the title. Two teams locked at the top on 24 points. The first of those being Fairlock Rovers, who have been pulled back slightly in recent weeks, having suffered their first league defeat in the month of December. They sit on 24 points with eight victories from their nine games played. Now, Unity have matched that points total, albeit they have played more games, 12 in fact, so three more than their opponents. They had eight wins to the season to give them their 24 points and sit second in the table going into Christmas. Just a couple of points further back are Emerson and Upminster Reserves, who could go second themselves with the game in hand. Uh, they have 22 points with seven wins and a draw from their opening 11. Now, having not played much in recent weeks, Old Estamians probably do have uh, the, the best of the advantage over their, their promotion rivals. They sit on seven wins with 21 points from nine games in fourth position, with some ground there to make up on the sides above. In fifth place, FHN Athletic, who have had what, what is a pretty good season so far. They sit on 19 points with six wins and a draw, but they have had a couple of recent defeats, which has seen them drop slightly out of the promotion reckoning, albeit with games in hand, they're a side who could move into the top two or three. And in the other side of the top half of the table are the early leaders this year, Rain and Working Men's Club, who have dropped back significantly in, the, in recent weeks. They have 19 points to their total, with six wins and a draw from their 10. Into the bottom half of the table, we start with Redbridge Community, who have 10 points, quite a big gap to the sides in the top half. Uh, kind of two mini-leagues happening here. Three wins and a draw sees them onto those 10 points from 11 fixtures. And an almost identical record to Ryan under 23s, who sit 8th, also with three wins and a draw, and 10 points. One point further back is 9th place Royal Forest, who from 9 games have 9 points. Three victories to their name so far this season, a largely uh, forgettable one, and they'll hope to improve in the second half of the campaign. And they're a point ahead of their rivals, Loughton, Loughton Lions, who have 8 points in the league from 8 games, 2 wins and 2 draws. Uh, with those two teams due to meet also in the Cup in the new year. Down in 11th, and St Francis' late start has seen them only play the five games so far, which, which has seen them accrue just the three points with the one victory in five, but that sees them just sitting in the relegation zone, but with loads of games left to play. And bottom of the table in this division remain Newbury East, who have had a difficult start to the campaign with just a point to their name so far with that one point accounting for their 12 games played. And the race for the promotion in Division 3 is hotting up with a new leader this uh, going into Christmas, which is Melbourne Sports. They've had an excellent run of form with seven wins and two draws from their 11 games played, seeing them accrue 23 points in the first half of the season as they go into the lead at the top. But the sides below, uh, begin with, beginning with Royal Forest Reserves, do have games in hand, and they sit a point further back, second place Royal Forest there, with seven wins and a draw, and remaining unbeaten, one of two teams in this division to do so. In third place are Lymore Gardens Reserves, who have played the most games in the division, um, but they have accrued 22 points from those fixtures, seeing them into third place. And that is a point clear of fourth-placed FC Barese under-23s, who were the long-time leaders in this division, but a couple of weeks without games now, sees them on to 21 points with seven wins and three draws from their opening 10. Those games in hand, of course, could be pivotal as we move into the second half of the campaign. Sitting fifth are Old Barcabians Reserves, who also have 21 points from their 10 games played with seven victories to their name. And they sit very much themselves in the promotion picture. Into the top, also in the top half are Glendale, 
who have had also a great run of form with three wins and a draw in their last four, an excellent end to 2021. They sit on 17 points with five wins and two draws to their name and in the top half. And they are ahead of one point ahead of ASA, who sit in seventh place in the table with five wins and a draw to their name, seeing them with 16 points. And that's just a point further ahead of eighth place together United, who have only managed to get eight games played so far this campaign. But that has seen them accrue 15 points from five victories. And with, with those games in hand, they could comfortably be in the top three or four come the new year. Down in ninth place are Buckhurst Way, who have, have five victories to their name from their first 12 games of the season, seeing them also on to 15 points. In 10th place is Harlow Inter, who have nine points from their first 10 games of the season, but a, quite a big gap that's formed there between them and the sides above. Also uh, down in the bottom two, we begin with Flyers under 23s, who have six points from their opening 12, with two victories to their name. They sit three points away from safety. And Terrin, who sit 12th, are the side bottom of the table, who have had a difficult start. Although they're scoring plenty of goals, they have yet to pick up a point with no points from their opening 11. And we now move into Division 4, which has a clear leader at the top for the moment at least, which is Chingford Harriers, who sit top by five points with seven victories and three draws, seeing them the only unbeaten side in the Division 4. Now, Dagenham United Reserves are second, and they've had a great uh, second part or second quarter of the season. They now sit second with 19 points, which has accrued from six victories and one draw in their opening 11 games. But as I say, they do sit five points off the leaders. Third place, Fellock Rovers Reserves, who for the long time been uh, in the top two, have dropped out in recent weeks. Six victories has seen them uh, stay in the picture at least, with 18 points from their first nine. Down in fourth place, Flyers under-21s have had a good spell of form themselves. They've picked up 16 points now with five wins and a draw, seeing them into the top four. Sporting Pillars, who started late their, their, their season, they have made up some of the games. And although they, have, they haven't had a great run of form recently, they do sit fifth with 14 points from their eight. Four victories and two draws they're accounting for that points total. And down into sixth place is West Essex under-23s, who've had a bit of mixed form uh, in their first half of the season. They sit on 13 points from 13 games, with four victories and a draw, seeing them sit just on the cusp of the top half. Down in seventh are Emerson and Upminster A, another side who've had a mixed start to the campaign. Four victories, though, from their opening 11 is not to be sniffed at. They sit on 12 points. As do 8th place Avondale Rangers, who have had a good second quarter of the season, having not picked up much in the first half. 12 points from their, um, their campaign so far with four victories, some of those having been in recent weeks. And now the bottom two begin with Newham and Havering Borough, who are just a point adrift of safety. Um, they sit on 11 points with three wins and two draws from just eight games, so plenty of games in hand for the Newham and Havering side to make up there. And bottom of the table are Newham Royals, with just the six points to their name so far from nine games, and they sit five points adrift of the second bottom side. Now we have a quick look at Christmas now as we've reached a break at the scorers charts, and at the top of the scorers table we find Tom Osmond, who who has who started the season at Royal Forest and now plays at Loughton Lions. He has accrued 22 goals so far this campaign and sits top of the scorers chart. Second in the table is Edson Lamy from Wanstead FC with 20 goals from just 10 games, seeing a two-goal-a-game two ratio there, and he sits second. 
And sitting third in the scorer's table as we go into Christmas is Stanley Quayer, or SK as he's known. His goals for Together United, 16 of them, sees him sit in the top three. We now have a look at our clean clean sheet charts too. And in the all divisions competition, there are three joint leaders at the top, quite quite un, quite amazingly. The first of those being young Luca Carlton uh, of FC Baresi, who's picked up four clean sheets in his first season in, in the senior football, which is excellent for him. And also on four clean sheets is Matt Kemp from Royal Forest Reserves, who have been going well in Division 3. And Jermaine Matumba also has four clean sheets for Joloff Sports in the senior division. That brings an end to our coverage for 2021, a difficult calendar year for many in grassroots football. But we hope you've enjoyed these roundups and we look forward to bringing you more information about the Essex Alliance League once we restart again in January. But for now, we wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Goodbye. Only a few games surviving in the NRG Kent County Football League this weekend. And here are the results. In the Premier Division, Crockenhill 0, Tudor Sports 5, Fleetdown 0, Peckham Town 3. Division 1 Central and East, Rochester City 4, Woodnesborough 2. In Division 2 Central and East, Aylesford 2, Sinkports 1, Hildenborough Athletic 2, Cuxton 91, Reserves 1, West Farley 10, Rochester City Reserves 1. In Division 2 West, Metrogas Reserves 3, Farnborough Boys Guild Reserves 2, Stansville OMB Club Reserves 1, Dulwich Village 1. Division 3 Central and East, Sinkports Reserves 0, Locomotive Canterbury 1. In Division 3 West, Falconwood 7, Oxford United Reserves 0, Long Lane Reserves 4, AFC Lewisham 4. And two Vets matches in Division 1, Insulator Vets 2, Ellsford 5, Medway United 1, Sheerness East 3. Peckham Town top the Premier Division table heading into the Christmas and New Year break. They lead by a point from Red Velvet who have got four games in hand on their rivals. Joshua Montella, Tidian Barry and David Gable netted in the 3-0 win at Fleetdown United. Abel Otachunji and Joshua Falula both scored twice as Tudor Sports won 5-0 at Crockenhill. Stephen Jones got the other as Sports recorded back-to-back wins following the second win double of the season, the first having been against Ricky Tompkins' old club Oxford the week before. Only one game in Division 1, Rochester City though causing an upset, beating Inform Woodnesborough 4-2. Shazy Wells' hat-trick set things up nicely with Ozan Hassan hitting the other. City tweeted this was the result recent performances were missing and the boys put in a superb team performance, ending a a poor run of results in style. It also ranged a 6-2 scoreline in the reverse fixture between the sides just three weeks earlier. Hildenborough Athletic, top Division 2 Central and East, Ainsley Linton and Frankie Lodge netting in the 2-1 win over Cuxton 91 reserves. Ellsford are entering in the, into the festive field with a website Christmas countdown and the club are also celebrating a victory, 2-1 over St Ports, their first in the league since early October. Nathan Palmer and Luke Reese, the scorers. West Farley beat Rochester City reserves 10-1 in the other game. Elsewhere, a win for Metrogas Reserves and a 1-1 draw between Stansford NMB Reserves and Dulwich Village in Division 2 West. Phil Russell hit the winner as Locomotive Canterbury won 1-0 at Sinkport Reserves in the only game played in Division 3 Central and East, while Stacey Petru hit his second hat-trick in successive weeks, both against Offord United Reserves, as Falconwood won 7-0 this weekend, having hit 8 against the Seven Oaks Villagers away from home the week before. 
As we enter the mid-season break, a check on the league table, starting in the Premier Division, where Peckham Town, as we say, head the table, 38 points from 17 games played, Red Velvet second, 37 from 13, and Stansford OMB Club third, 31 from 13. At the other end of the table, Crockenhill two from 15, K-Sports Reserves 10 from 16, and Farnborough Old Boys Guild 16 from 17. In Division 1 Central and East, Tenderton Town lead the way with 29 points from 14 games played. A point clear of Woodnesborough, who played a game more, with Cuxon 91 third, 25 from 14. At the bottom, Whitstable Town Reserves, 9 from 15. Rochester City, 13 from 16. And Hollands and Blair Reserves, 15 from 15. In Division 1 West, Chipstead are out in front, a point clear of Halls and Bexley. Chipstead 33 from 13, Hawes 32 from 14 and Bexley 32 from 15. At the bottom, Tudor Sports Reserves 5 from 14, Danson Sports 5 from 12 and Sutton Athletic Reserves 12 from 13. In Division 2 Central and East, Hildenborough Athletic lead the way 26 from 13. They went top after their weekend victory. They are two points clear of Milton, two points clear of Minster I should say. 24 from 12, with Sinkport's third, 22 from 12. At the bottom, Rochester City Reserves, 2 from 12, Punjab Reserves, 5 from 13, and Cuxton 91 Reserves, 12 from 10. In Division 2 West, Brighton Rokes Reserves out in front after a successful first half of the season, 28 points from 11 games played, leading on goal difference from Erith and Belvedere Reserves, who played five games more, with Horsted third, 24 from 11. At the bottom, Bromleyans reserves. They've won twice recently, but still are propping up the table. 6 from 10. Metrogas reserves, 7 from 12. And Dulwich Village, 8 from 9. In Division 3, Central and East, West Kingsdown top the table. 11 wins out of 12. 34 points from 12 games played. New Bromley reserves, second, 25 from 11. And Locomotive Canterbury, third, 19 from 10. At the bottom, Paddock Wood winless. No points from 11 games played. Sinkport's reserves, 1 from 12. And Lenham Wanderers, 12 from 10. And into Division 3 West, where Long Lane reserves top the table. 26 points from 12 games played. One more than Greenwich, who've got two games in hand. And four more than Fulcomwood, who've got one game in hand. At the bottom, South East Athletic reserves, 2 from 9. Wellingtown Reserves still showing on the table, but they've withdrawn from the competition. And AFC Lewisham, 5 from 10. Looking at the league goal scorers across the divisions in the County League at the midway point of the season, Roy Godden of New Romney's got 24 to his name, 19 goals and 5 penalties. Harry Taylor of Red Velvet, 23. Mickey Brown of FC Greenwich, 22. Mitchell Harmon of Woodlands, 21. Corey Spencer of Bexley, 17. Riley Orford of Ashford, 16. Although recently Riley has been uh, involved in Hyde Town's Isthmian League season. Tyreek Cornish of Long Lane Reserve, 16. George Maddox of Brighton Moats Reserve, 16. Kieran Shrimpton of Ashford, 15. And Lee Sturgeon of Snodland Town Vets, 15. Finally, on behalf of everyone connected with the NRG Kent County Football League, may I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The season resumes with a full programme on Saturday, January the 8th, everything permitting. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. 
Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back for the latest roundup for the Southern Veterans Football League, part of the Selk Grassroots Podcast Network. This is the last one before Christmas and into the new year. Uh, we're all getting a couple of weeks break, potentially. Although the signs aren't good, it could be a little bit longer with COVID. Hopefully not, and we can all still get back out and play in the new year. Um, let's look back. Um, to the results from the 18th of December. Um, yeah, not many games played. I think six games across all leagues, um, divisions, sorry. Um, let's, let's just go straight through them quite quickly. And then um, hopefully we'll look at the fixtures due for the new year. And we'll do a little bit of a quick review. Um, what's happened so far. Standout performances from teams leading their way. And, um, and then we'll wrap up and hopefully have a nice break. So, in Division 1, LSU A versus Defiance. That was uh, LSU back to winning ways with a 5-1 victory there. Um, a good performance from the boys on the day, and um, the points were taken taken home, which was uh, quite nice to get back to winning ways before before Christmas. Sadly, into Division 2 for LSU B, they were on the end of a 4-0 loss to Independent, who, again, after coming off the back of a couple of losses for Independent, I'm sure they'll be happy to get a win before uh, the end, yeah, the half-season break, shall we say. Um, so, well done to those boys. Um, into Division 5, Crayford Arrows Vets 2010, Versus Aztec, black and white. Now, this is potentially a massive turn up for this league, for the division. Um, with Crayford Arrows coming out, 3-1 victors over Aztec, black and white. And I'm sure if you've listened to the, the previous weeks where um, I have been seeing Aztec, black and white have been pumping teams, double figures week in, week out. Um, and then the rumour mill started up where potentially players had left Aztec due to teams just not turning up and not getting, well, not wanting to get smashed. Um, so I'm guessing by that result, and I know Crayford are a good side, I've seen them a couple of times this season, and um, they are a decent side. Um, but it would potentially suggest that those rumours may well be very true, that Aztec are, are not able to field the strong side that they were from the outset at the start of the season. Um, and that may well change things in that division, um, where I thought Aztec were going to run away with it. So, great victory for Crayford Arrows. And um, that is definitely now a division well worth having a, another look at, because um, it could be quite competitive now, if that is the case. Um, into Division 6 Catford Wanderers Old Boys 7 Bow Street Runners Seconds 4 Wallenham Super Vets 5 Who Vets Red 2 And lastly in Division 7 Rustlers Neil Wellen Park 7 A tough day for the Rustlers boys there So 
let's have a look at what fixtures there are currently scheduled for the weeks back in Jan. As it currently stands, there is a pretty full fixture list um, for the 8th of January um, across the divisions. Um, there's a couple of cup games in there, but it's predominantly all, all league fixtures. So hopefully these are able to go ahead and there's no restrictions and, and whatnot put in place on football at grassroots level. But as it stands at the minute, let's, let's run through these fixtures. Hopefully um, there aren't too many changes, but who knows? You know, totally out of our hands, obviously. Um, so, looking forward, 8th of January, current fixtures are Division 1, Glebe versus Johnson and Phillips, <clears throat> New Park versus Metrogas, Stansfield versus Cuddam United, <clears throat> into Division 2, Blackheath Wanderers versus Seagas, Catford Wanderers. Versus Wallenham A. Cray Wanderers versus Norwood Lakers. Sporting Santos versus Independent. That should be a decent one there. Two teams at the top of the table. Division 3, Bromley versus New Park 2000. FC Kawuya versus Parkwood Rangers Hotspurs. Gravesham Borough versus Bromleyans. Hollington versus Blythe Hill and Kingsdale versus X Blues. Into Division 4, Asiru versus Chipstead, Groundhoppers versus Clapham Old Xavians, Southeast Athletic versus Hayden Youth Association, Warnham B versus Sporting Club Thamesmead, and Warren Athletic. Versus Fleetdown United. Into Division 5. AFC Greencourt versus Sydenham Sports. Aztec Black and White versus Westrum Seniors. Crayford Arrows 2010 versus Seven Oaks Town. Cudham United Reserves versus LSU Seniors. Swanscombe Tigers versus Slade Green Knights. Into Division 6. Who Red versus Wallenham Supervets. Croygas Phoenix versus LSU Old Boys. And Sporting Croydon versus Orpington. Just the one fixture in Division 7. Bromleyans B versus Rustlers. And then... We have some cup games. Um, first Cup, Beckenham Hospital Charity Cup. Bow Street Runners first versus Welling Park. Into the London FA Vets Cup is Hearn Bay versus Catford Wanderers. 2008 Old Boys. Sporting Kits versus SP Athletic. And Charcoal versus Redbridge. Could Redbridge become the first team to beat charcoal this season um let's wait and see that's all the planned fixtures for the 8th of jan now let's have a little a little summary and recap of what's happened so far um in the, this season it's um uh, from a personal note it's been 
bit of a slow start considering moving teams for me I then got injured straight into the season and got a bad injury which kept me out for the last four months um, positive news hopefully I will be back on the pitch sooner rather than later and in January we'll be getting the boots back on um, fully healed so then hopefully my season will start officially um, so that's something for me to look forward to um, and hopefully, as I say, no restrictions mean it doesn't get prolonged for any longer. Um, so, looking at other teams, starting off Division 1, let's have a look at a little review of Division 1. As I've said a few times, and how, and uh, well, not how, but as the Charcoal Boys have said themselves um, on their social media platforms, that, you know, they're currently currently leading the way, and, um, and they are still unbeaten so it it may be it may be the season that they are going to go through unbeaten they have put that bold statement out there um currently we're the only team lsu to take points or to stop them um taking all three points on a on a saturday afternoon um in a in a obviously in a draw drawn game um there are going to be obviously plenty of teams that want to be the first ones to take that scalp so we'll be watching that space. Um, so Redbridge will be the first one up in a cup, hopefully, and um, we'll see how that one goes. But as it stands, um, they're still leading the way. Um, so the division the division is still there to be played for, um, and we will see we'll see how it all pans out. It looks like it's going to be um, a bit of a struggle for Cardam, Metrogas, and Defiance who are kind of down the bottom and almost cut adrift um, with Cardham being in seventh and they're, they're seven points off of um, New Park, who are currently sitting in sixth. So unless there's a big turnaround for the teams at the bottom, there, it, it could be a it could be a long second half of the season for them. Um, but, you know, who knows? Stranger things have happened. Into Division 2, um... Again, standout standout team in Division Two at the minute is Independent. Currently, still keeping their their league form unbeaten. Um, they've won all their games so far, so leading the way, convincingly. Um, so they could well be. You know, there are Sporting Santos who have got a few games in hand that can can kind of not catch up, but um, they'll get they'll get close if they were to win their three games in hand. Um, but. Yeah, they kind of they're leading the way there, and they're quite convincingly going going forwards on their way. Um, so they're they're the team to obviously that are stand out in that division. Um, they will need to be, you know, Catford did pick up. They're still kind of floating above the relegation spot at the minute. Um, cup games have kind of kept them occupied recently, so they'll they'll be hoping to start a new year. With, a lot better than the way they've started the the current, you know, part of the campaign, and um, come back with some victories to move them back up the table into a position where I thought they would be, you know, certainly near the top top end of the table than where they are now towards the bottom end of the table, um, challenging for promotion. So, um, I think I think they'll be fine realistically. Just need to get some wins under the belt and some momentum for them. Um, 
you know, other than that, realistically, <clears throat> Norwood Lakers, Leo Stars played a load of games, haven't got many points. Gonna struggle, realistically, um, to stay in the division, in my opinion. Um into division three. This looks like it could still be quite a competitive division. Um certainly at the top end of the table anyway. There's a really what you could say that there's um three or four teams that are potentially still in the battle for the top two, certainly. Um Bromley ends a lead on the way, but they have played twelve twelve league games um over um you know, Hollington are in second, they've only played seven and there's only seven points difference. So um I saw Hollington a few weeks back and they looked very, very good from what I saw run out convincing winners. Um so I do think Hollington will be up there. Um they'll they'll also be challenged away by Kawuya and part with by the looks of it who are kind of up and around there. Um if those four can keep their their results with, like the the wins coming through. Um, really, you know, possibly even going down as far as SB Athletic, who are in fifth. Um, a new team. I know a few of the boys they played for played with me last season. Um, at Sydenham, and um, they're having a good season so far. To be fair, got you know only seven games played. Um, they're doing well in the cup. They've got thirteen points on the board. So, you know, if they they pick up wins on those five games in hand over Bromley, and so could quite easily quite easily pick up a load of points and, and shoot themselves up into into the reckoning at the top end of the table. Um towards the bottom end, it's gonna be again probably a bit of a tough season now. Finishing off for Blythe Hill and, and New Park, who are um kind of stranded at the bottom two places there, both with three points. But the goal differences have taken a bit of a pounding. And um Gravesham Borough who's above the relegation line at the minute in ninth um, with nine points and six points ahead of them and they've only played five games so um, you'd, you'd think probably they'll pick up wins in the games in hand they've got and that they'll just be cut adrift the bottom two as it stands at the minute quite possibly um, I don't really see that one changing too much at the bottom end of the table the interest is going to be probably from sort of fifth fifth place up about who's going to be the two teams battling out, out at the top there. Um, again, another division worth worth keeping an eye on, I think, really, to see. Um, there's actually a bit of competition in the top spots there and no one's actually sort of like streaking off with it. Um, into Division 4. You know, this is, to be fair, probably bottom end of the table looks more of the interest in this one, I would suggest, from 7th down to 11th. There's only three points splitting. Um, the teams and and they've all played thereabouts the same amount of games um, from 10, you know, 9s and 8s games played um, and there's only, say, three points from bottom at Chipstead with five to seventh, Crayford, Arrows have got eight. So that would look like that's where they're going to be the, the interest up the top. South East Athletic and Groundhoppers are... Um, yeah, they're, they're quite convincing. You know, 24 points for South East Athletic. Groundhoppers on 22 points. Groundhoppers have got a couple of games in hand. And in third place is Hayden Youth Association with 17. So realistically, if if the if the form continues there, as what it would look like it has been, then it would be between Groundhoppers and South East Athletic about who's going to actually 
win the division. And then, then they're playing, you know, Hayden Youth possibly playing for second if they can get a run of form on and, and South East don't pick up points or Hoppers don't pick up points. Um, I think the battle is going to be top end there's between South East and Ground Hoppers for the, for the title. But more interestingly, there's, you know, five or six teams that are potentially in the in you know, relegation battle, which is where it's going to be more of an interest, I reckon, in that fourth division. Into Division 5. Um, this is the one that I thought was going to be a runaway, as I've said many a time now, with Aztec smashing teams left, right and centre. I thought they'd be running away with this league. Um, and they were. Things have obviously took a little bit of a turn. You know, if the rumours are, are true, where they've lost players to other teams um, based on competitiveness of the division or you know, teams not wanting to get slapped every week um, by them, then then it could see them out it being a bit more competitive um, in this division now. Um, whereas I thought they were going to be runaways. So there is obviously, you know, Swanscombe and Aztec in this division have got already big points on the board. Um, Swanscombe currently leading the way with 27 points and Aztec in second with 24. Um, Aztec do have a game in hand. Um, other than that, Crayford Arrows picked up the win over Aztec last week, um, which has got them into third place with, with 21 points. So I think Crayford obviously could, on you know judging by that victory, could, could quite easily make a challenge for the top two spots um, and so there could well be some interest in the, in the top of that division probably it realistically is between three teams so Swanscombe Aztec and Crayford Arrows 2010 um, and then the rest of the division is kind of apart from obviously bottom two kind of cut off already um, AFC Greencourt rock bottom with only one point and Slade Green Knights have got five points. The other teams, literally from fourth down to eighth, you then got uh, two points splitting them from 14, 14 points with Cardiff United down to Westrum in eighth on 12 points. Um, again, it's, it's goal difference that's kind of splitting them, uh, all them, play, all them sorry, players, all them, all them teams up. So um, the middle of the, of the table is quite congested. Um, as I say, a couple of points split in five teams. Um, the bottom of the table's cut off. It looks like the battle will be quite clearly there, the three teams for the top of the table. And Aztec losing has probably made it a little bit more realistic for other teams to, to consider, you know, actually playing them now and not getting potentially smacked each week. But we'll see how that pans out. You know, things in the year might have they might well have had injuries or people not available due to COVID or sickness, whatever it may be. Um, and if they come back in a new year and pick up where they, they have been, it might have just been a blip. It could well quite easily go back onto to beating teams convincingly again. But that's again something to watch out for. In Division Six, there's actually there's actually it looks like it could be something to to look out for in the top three spots there. Um, battling out for three teams, battling for the top two positions. 
and there's only a couple of points between each um, team. Sporting Croydon leading away currently with 10 games played and 23 points on the board. And then you've got Croy Gas in second with 8 games played and 22 points on the board. And Catford Wanderers, old boys, sitting in third with 9 played and 21 points on the board. So there is actually a bit of interest there to see two points split in the, the top three. Um, games in hand could obviously factor in Sporting Croydon not sitting top once that's all levelled out. But there's um, obviously something to play for there. There's um, there's you know some value in that that those top three places for competitiveness and potential for week in week out. Depending on results, you'll probably see a bit of movement between the top three positions. So a good battle towards the end of the season could be there for those top top positions. Um, rest of the league is kind of. Fourth down to eighth again. This is a very similar situation to what the fifth division was, in my opinion. Morlinham in fourth are on sixteen points. Longlands are in eighth on ten points. Relatively similar amount of games played, and um, you know, not many points splitting the two, like all them, all them sides. So, you know, they could, you know, there is a bit of movement going to be going on in the middle of the table there. Bottom two teams cut adrift by the looks. Yeah, I would say um, Seymour Villa. Sitting in ninth and Bow Street Runners in tenth. Bow Street Runners haven't got a point on the board yet. Um, played seven, have lost seven, and Seymour Villa played eight and only got four points on the board. Um, it would probably take a bit of a turnaround. Although Longlands have played three games more, um, it would take a a bit of run of form for for Seymour Villa to probably get themselves out of that um, out of that position. Um, so. I would say the value definitely in that division for for movement would be at the top three positions. And then lastly, Division 7, you would have a little look. And Greenway's Aces, again, similar top three teams have got something to battle out for. Greenway's Aces leading the way with 24 points. Bromleyans in second with 22. And Old Peppies in third with 19. So there's potential movement between the the top three there, um, and even going down to fourth with Welling Park, they've only played six games, we've got five point, 15 sorry, points on the board, so they would consider themselves well in the shake-up as well. Um, no relegation in this league, being the bottom division, but the LSU Super Vets are holding it up, played 10 and lost 10, and um, the goal difference isn't pretty either, but um, as I've said many times, those boys, they, they're looking for exercise and just to still be playing so I'm sure they don't don't like getting beat each week but they still turn out and put the performances on and, and get out and get the air get the fitness and just sort of just get to still kick a ball so fully respect all of them for still kicking up each week and, and continuing so as it you know as it looks standout team so far you'd probably have to go from you know um, Charcoal in Division 1 obviously unbeaten and um, vocally telling everyone that they'll stay unbeaten um, currently walking the walk and backing up those those uh, powerful words and then independent again on their league form unbeaten and um, winning every game in the league so they're, they're obviously a strong outfit running towards promotion for them up to the top division Um Again, moving down, looking at, as I say, seeing how the things pan out for Aztec Black and White to see 
see if um if they pick up or if it's just been a blip a couple of last weeks that they've uh, not had particularly good performances or, or certainly results anyway wouldn't know how well they've played um but we'll see um well we'll watch that space for a lot of movement hopefully in some of them divisions and and we'll see hopefully some some fixtures all do stand um and we don't get a major cult of fixtures or, or teams dropping away based on um whatever you know this new variant and and whether football at grassroots level will be um subject to restrictions and whether we're allowed to play or not let's just hope that we can all get out on the pitch for our own our own sanity and not go back to to lockdowns and um getting changed in car parks and standing you know in the middle of a field um trying not to get soaking wet um while you're trying to get changed so let's just hope that we come back in january things are better and we can we can still play football um so that's it from me for for this year um 2021 for the southern vets um hope you all have a great christmas and hope we can still get onto the pitches in january and um we'll pick up in jan and we'll see where we've got to thanks and for listening all see ya this week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.